my way didn't work. And I had to have a faith that there was another way. In that faith, it was faith that that power, but I choose to call God. You know what I mean? Because I believe in a God. I don't believe in a man in the sky directing everyone. I believe in the energy of God. I believe in, in love. I believe in the universe here. Hello, and welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast. My name is Tina Conroy. I am so grateful you are here. As a professional intuitive medium, Reiki master, and yoga teacher, my intention is to explore intuition so you can gain clarity, confidence, and trust in your inner wisdom. I honor your spiritual growth. Thank you for listening. Today on the podcast, I have a very special guest, and it's a man. I haven't had too many men on the Intuitive Women podcast, but that's about to change. Anthony Maraca is a medium and a mentor. I have been privileged to take classes with Anthony and hope to take many more in the future. Anthony gets really real with us and talks about his past, talks about his addictions, his transformation, and how he really started to connect to something bigger and greater. He questioned many times, why am I here? And we talk about not only his life and his background, but also how so many of us come to the spiritual path from that question. I love being able to talk to Anthony about so many different things, and he is able to really speak from his experience. That's what I like the most about him. His teachings are from his experience. And I know you're going to love this conversation. If you're a developing medium, a spiritual person in general, you're just going to love the conversation with Anthony Maraca. Hey, Anthony, welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Really great. I'm so glad to have you today. And I'm excited because you're one of the very few men that I have on the podcast. That's interesting. <laughs> so it's, it's exciting, exciting. We have a whole new uh, coming up with more men coming on the podcast. And I think it's just moving into different directions. So I always start with bringing us back to your childhood. So if you were brought up religious, spiritual, both, neither, take us back a little bit. Thank you. That is an interesting question too. I, I Again, I, I never was raised religious, but I, I was, you know... I grew up in an Italian household, so I would say we were holiday Catholics. Um, and, you know, you go to church on the holidays, you know, Easter, Christmas Eve, and whatever else uh, I'm there. But the interesting thing for me was that, you know, I have two older sisters, and they were, they went through like CCD and like the religious type things. But for me, my mom was a single mom um, at that time after my, my, my uh, sisters are older than me. So my mom was a single mom and she went to college to go back to better herself to get a degree um, there, raising three children, being a single mother. And I never went to CCD and stuff like that because my mom really didn't have the time uh, there. And interesting enough, it's not something that looking back now from where I am, I, I think it was purposely done that way. You know what I mean? Because uh, I have, I always believed in some sort of power greater than myself but I didn't believe in the dogma of religion or I didn't believe in that I had to go to a specific place to pray 
uh, there in, in, inside a church. You know what I mean? I felt that I could talk and this power would hear me. I believed in God, but I didn't believe in religion. That's when I was younger. I believe in religion now, and, and I see the, 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 the purpose of it um, there, but I don't believe within the dogma um, there of religion. Uh, there in that way. So I was really raised non-religious, to be honest with you. I didn't, you know, I think I was, what is it, baptized? I was baptized when I was a baby, but I never had a, a christening or, because I never, I never did that stuff. So, um, and it wasn't until my later part in life where I really started to become uh, more spiritual, probably in my, my early 20s. So it's so interesting because a lot of people that I have on the show, they're either, were brought up religious and then they drop that, they drop the dogma and they turn, you know, more spiritual or they had, you know, one mom that was, you know, one religion or another religion, because as we kind of find our ways, I find that people have a sense that there's something bigger and greater than us, but it's until we find a difficult time in our life, usually that we kind of ask for that guidance. So I know a little bit about your story. I don't think my listeners do. They may or may not. Tell us when that changed. Like, take us a little further along when, you know, in your teens and in early 20s, and then how it was like, okay, I'm going to start grasping onto this bigger and greater concept. Yeah. A little bit more. So, it, yes. It, I mean, for me, it was a big part of my story is drugs. You know, I was uh, addicted, uh, drugs and alcohol, more so drugs um, there earlier on. Well, I'm going to say it this way. The first time I ever did my first drug, I remember saying, like, I love this and I wanted more. You know what I mean? So it was like this instantaneous kind of a, almost like an addiction, put it that way, um, there. And so it helped me escape reality, you know. And so for me was uh, going through that period of probably 16 to maybe 20, 20 years old. At 20, I was already in my first rehab um, there in Scranton, Pennsylvania. I remember from there... I was introduced to the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. So a 12 step program. And the third step is, you know, about finding a, a power greater than yourself that can restore you to sanity. You know what I mean? Um, there, that's really the second step um, there. So I needed to start to grasp that my way didn't work, but there ha- and I had to have a faith that there was another way, you know, and in that, in that faith, it was faith that that power, but I choose to call God, you know what I mean? Cause I believe in a God. I don't believe in a man in the sky, you know, directing everyone. I believe in the energy of God. I believe in, in love. I believe in, um, the universe, uh, here. So I think it was, you know, again, because I went through such a bottom in life early on that woke me up, but I, I wasn't a first time winner either at getting sober. And so you know, most of my early 20s, it was like in and out of rehabs. You know, I would, I would have some sober time. It would come back. and and uh, But all through that, you know, again, I still had the grasp that I had to have faith in something else greater than myself that could restore me to sanity. You know what I mean? Because my life was insane. You know what I mean? It was, you know, I have, you know, an allergy. When I, when I would put something in my body um, there, I, I would want more. You know what I mean? And so there was a phenomena of craving. Uh, when it would happen. And so again, like I said, my will, my, my greatest ways got me to where I was. I remember uh, at 20, I think 21 and probably 22, I remember it was three years in a row. And I remember the first year I went there, I was, I was 20. I know I wasn't 21 yet when I went to rehab. Three years, three summers in a row for 4th of July, I was in rehab um, there because I just kept 
coming out and relapsing. And so every time I, the reason why I'm even saying that is because every time I relapse, it brought me to my knees more. Um, that why I needed to open myself up more that something greater than myself can, can restore me um, there in that way. And so that's when I started to pray. That's when, and again, I, I pray, I pray, I pray every day, you know what I mean? But I'm not religious, you know? And you know, it's so interesting too. Recently I've seen this, like sometimes I, I like I'll Google something like spiritual or I looked up something and I'm looking for a spiritual meme uh, there to post. And it's so funny because there are always religion comes up, you know what I mean? And not actual spirituality, which is always so interesting to me. So because I pray every day, that still doesn't make me like, you know, some people will say, oh, he got religious. You know what I mean? And I'm like, well, no, I'm not religious. I'm just spiritual. I believe in a power greater than myself. I believe in God and, and therefore I pray, you know? So it was really, again, you know, all those times of going through, I, I say I feel like I went through hell, you know, and then, you know, besides those first year, you know, those first couple of years for me with rehab, I started having life experiences, you know, I crashed a car head on into a telephone pole, and there was nothing, you know, I, I got out on, there wasn't a mark on my body. I remember the police officer in Montville, New Jersey, and he, that it was a Sunday morning, actually, too. And he said, do you go to church? And I said, no, why you ask? And he said, because uh, you're lucky you're really lucky God was with you today. You know, there was nothing on you. You know, a little bit down the road, I was shot at by a police officer in Fairfield, New Jersey um, there. And same thing. Uh, I, I happened to walk into a house party that was already, you know what I mean? It was about to be raided, I guess, by these police officers. And I was on the front steps and, and the cops came from around. It was like a scene out of the, the cop show. You know, they're all in black. They didn't have police uniforms on. I'm thinking that someone's robbing the plate, you know? So I took off and started running as they would say, an officer's bullet was released from the chamber um, there. And uh, because my head was cocked to this side instead of this way, it actually went by my head. He was so close to me that it knocked me unconscious onto the street. Um, they gave me a powder burn um, and some less hearing in my, my right ear. But, you know, I woke up in cuffs to cut uh, officers on me, and then they put me on the back of a police car. Um, the whole thing was just a fiasco. But those things, that's why I was like, why am I here? Like, what, what is saving me? Like, why am I not dead? You know what I mean? I have a lot of friends that have crossed due to drugs, overdoses, uh, things like that. So, you know, those experiences kept making me more of a believer in the divine, if you want to call it that, that I'm here for some reason. Why am I here? But again, those still weren't enough for me. And I still, I think, I, I don't know if it was right after that, but uh, maybe, uh, maybe a couple more relapses after that. Uh, I did get sober. I got sober for six years, and then I went out and relapsed again. And again, the reason why I'm saying that is because every time I relapsed and I went through, you know, let's just say the last time I did it was like a two-year run. And so those two years was, I say, I, I've been to hell and back. You know, I, I believe that hell is not a place you know, you go up or you go down. I believe that, you know, we can live in our own hell, you know what I mean? Or this world can, we can, we could have our own, you know, inner hells that we live in. And so that was it for me. And again, being dragged through the mud and really scraping by, uh, made me again, become more of a believer in, you know, God in synchronicity in the universe, in that power uh, there as well. And that's when I started to pray the most is when I got sober that last time, because I just didn't understand. I really, you know, again, I, like I said, I should be dead. I crashed cars. I, 
I've been in other accidents too as well, but I went head on to a telephone pole and, um, and you know, I, I was shot at by a police officer. I was like, why am I here? What, what, what is going on? You know? And, and so I started praying every day. I went back to a 12 step program and I had friends already there cause I was sober for so long there, which of course accepted me back. And, and that's when I really started to work on a conscious contact with my God, the God of my understanding. Let me just say that. Yeah. So it was almost like, what, what is that? What is that thing they say? Like God will keep, you know, hitting you on the head until you fall over or something like until you get it, it's going to keep happening. So every experience, every life experience that you had kept bringing you back to why am I here? And you know that I didn't know that story. I didn't know you got shot by a cop, but I did not know that you unscathed it. That's, that's crazy with both of those. So when you finally, so I guess, do you ever hear the term like dark night of the soul? Have you ever heard that term? Right. And so my journey into, and I think a lot of people in general, like I said, it's, it's, it's getting somewhere, getting down on your knees and saying, okay, help me. Right. It could be drugs. It could be alcohol. It could be many other things. And I found my way and I did not have that. So I can't say that I did, you know, I came in very differently, my own thing, but you know, young mom and just trying to find myself and like depressed and then found yoga and yoga found Reiki and all that. But I find a lot in the yoga community. I find a lot in, in the healing arts, um, that we come to heal ourselves, right? We come to heal ourselves. We, we listen to that voice, you know, within us, around us, however we do. So it, it's interesting that it took those times of not making it for you, right? Like not reco- not recovering and going back and relapsing and then being like, okay, why am I here? Like, okay, show me. I mean, I guess you can look back now in 2020 hindsight and say all these synchronicities kind of brought you to where you are today. Yes, 100%. Right? Yeah. Do you ever get the question, and this just popped in my head, so I'm going to go with it. Do you ever get the question though, that because I get it, and I didn't have um, a past like that. It, you know, it was you know, people would say like, "Wait, when did, you're a medium? Like, when did that happen? Like, you weren't. I, I was hanging out with you in high school, and you, you know, you were kind of like normal. So, do you ever get that now from people that are like, "Whoa, that's not the Anthony I knew. Like, the Anthony I knew was like this." So, how do you become the medium? You know, yeah. like, does that come up a lot for you? Yeah, it's actually kind of funny too. I mean, you know, let me just touch back on that real quick because that was a big fear of mine, by the way. And so if any listeners that are practicing mediums or, you know, coming out of the closet in some way of mediumship or psychic or energy healer, whatever you are um, there and people don't know, it was funny because, you know, in the beginning I was so afraid, you know, there was a big fear of mine because I was like, wait a minute, I'm getting sober. All these weird things are happening to me and I'm started development as a medium. And how am I going to tell people that I see the dead or hear the dead and they're going to lock me back up? You know, immediately like he's back on drugs. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Because like I said, it was always in and out, in and out, in and out. Uh, for me of, of sobriety. So uh, now it's interesting too, because majority of the people uh, have come, you know, come to that understanding now if they follow me on Facebook or uh, I hear once in a blue moon, I, you know, I have high school people still on my uh, um, Facebook once in a blue moon, I'll get a message, you know, about it or, Oh my God, I, you know, someone was talking about your name and I'm like, wow, I can't believe that. Like I went to high school with him. He was just a normal kid, you know? So yes, I, I, I get it a lot. Uh, and I always say, you know, again, it, I didn't know. I didn't know. I had no idea. Like I said, I, I'm not someone, and that even messed with me early on in my development too, because when I would read books, you know, these people's books, Lisa Williams or uh, uh, John Edward or these, these other mediums that were talking about how they had these experiences when they were four, 
five. And I was like, I didn't, I don't remember any of that stuff um, there. So, you know, for me, it wasn't into my thirties that, that it actually came out. So uh, it, I, again, I, when it comes, it comes, you know, that, that, that's what my feeling is looking back though. I could say now I understand why I was labeled too sensitive or if I dated girls, uh, you know, they're, Oh, you're too sensitive. You know what I mean? And I was like, you know, you, you, you take that as a negative, but really I think it's a compliment, uh, now, uh, there, but looking back, I always had that sensitivity. I just didn't know what or why. And I had no idea. I didn't have strange things, visions or hearing things or, uh, angels seeing anything like that, uh, there. So when I do get it now, I, I kind of just smirk and laugh. I mean, I, it was funny cause, uh, unfortunately recently I had a friend that passed right before the pandemic. And we were at the funeral here in New Jersey. And I ran into a friend of mine that I haven't seen in years. And we used to have shore houses together. Like I was just a, like people don't realize, like I was a nightclub bartender um, there for, for a while there. That was during that two-year relapse. I decided to, oh, let's become a bartender sober. <laughs> eventually, I, you know, I, I started to do all that again during that time frame. But so I, I see my friend that I used to have shore houses with every summer down in Seaside. And it was funny because we were talking outside of the funeral and he was looking at me all, you know, you, you know, sometimes people, when they know, they like, look at you weird. And I'm like, you know, they're trying to figure me out or, and I'm looking at him like, what's up? And he's like, are you really doing mediumship full time? And, you know, and all of a sudden the conversation comes up. Cause like, cause I did, I mean, I had a sh- summer house with you for years and you never really, I was like, I know, dude, I get it. I get it. My, I understand it wasn't until, you know, I got sober and I started praying and all this stuff started happening. So it, it yeah, I think it's common. And I think it's also uh, a, a place that we can, or uh, really kind of be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? authentic, you know, authentic mm-hmm. with ourself too, as well. And fully accept of uh, there in that way that this is who we are. Um, it doesn't matter what your thinkers say about me, but yeah, this is who I am. Right. So I guess then you would, you would be in the belief that you can develop as a medium and a psychic and you don't have to have been born and have visions and everything else. Like, where do you stand on that? Yeah. So I think, I do believe that, uh, I'm going to say it this way. I do believe that mediums are born uh, there only because uh, a medium psychic, energy healers, uh, anyone that is, is working with energy, I believe that we are born sensitive in some way. You know, I do believe, or there are, you know, there's times that people have a very traumatic experience in life and it kind of cracks them open to some, you know what I mean, to something else. Uh, people have near-death experiences or they, uh, sometimes grief, you know what I mean? Uh, sometimes a parent loses a child uh, there. I, I have, uh, I know people that are mediums that lost a child and, and that grief kind of pushed them in that direction, but they were always sensitive. Uh, so I was talking yeah. to my friends hiking uh, that were not, they're not mediums, but they're both sensitive uh there and that's what i was saying is that when they asked me the same question yesterday and i was saying well i believe that we're born with a sensitivity right healers uh it doesn't that's what i'm saying anyone that's dealing with energy right um there whether that's mediumship psychic uh, soul readers reiki practitioners hands-on healers you know what i mean any sort of uh person that's dealing with energy you're born with a sensitivity i think it's up to us to develop that sensitivity in the ability that you're going to use it to serve humanity in some way. But I do believe that you're born with sensitive, uh, sensitive nature. You know what I mean? Right. To sense yeah. energy and feel it in some way. 
No, I like that. Because I, um, you know, my story is I never saw a spirit. I never had shadows or dark shadows or anything like that. But when I was little, I was definitely afraid of the dark. And I felt, I mean, now I can say I felt spirit or I, I just felt something was off. And I was, it was, it wasn't just like a normal thing. It was terrifying until I was 13, 12, 13. And I would bang on my parents' door and I'd be like, please let me sleep with you on the floor. And they were like, you know, no. And I remember specifically, and it's not that they're bad parents by any means, they were just like, seriously? And I would sleep on the bathroom floor with the lights on, like on the bathroom rug. And I would, I physically was afraid. I was the oldest. And I would ask my sister if I can sleep with her. And she was like, oh, two years younger. She was like, you're such a baby. But I felt all that. And I did have some weird... Um, but that was it. I never saw a spirit. And, you know, I'll get that too. You know, I do an intuitive course, uh, a four-week intuitive course, not a mediumship intuitive with, with people, but like intuitive and psychic and really developing intuition for themselves. And I'll get people that'll say like, I see a gray shadow. What is that? I'm like, I don't really know because it never happened to me. So yeah. from my experience and what I love about your teaching, and I, I love the classes that I've attended with you and, and mentored with you, is that you talk from experience. And I I'm like, I don't really know what the dark shadow is. I could, per I could think of what I think it may be, but that wouldn't be fair to say because, you know, it's not Hollywood too. And I also don't think that these dark shadows and there's entities that hang on you. And I used to, at some point when I started Reiki, people would say, oh my God, I have this bad energy and there's this entity on me. And now I don't believe that at all. But I think we only know from experience. You know what I mean? Yeah, so we only, you I, teach totally. from experience. Yes. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's interesting too, because I have that, it, when I first started, right, when I first started in, into my development and all this stuff started happening to me, I, I would say I had that same belief, you know what I mean? Like, because the woman that was like helping me to understand who I was and, and this ability, uh, she was very much into the dark things and stuff like that. Like one time, I think she told me to put salt like underneath my windows to, to make sure on all Hallow's Eve, you know what I mean? The night before Halloween, I guess, you know what I mean? And I was like, what? You know, I don't understand that stuff. And through my own experience, and that's the interesting, again, it is through my experience, over the years that has completely shifted and changed and I don't, I don't necessarily have a belief in that. But again, I, I don't have the experience of going like ghost hunting and stuff like that. So I can't, I can't really comment on that. But as far as like attachments with myself and stuff like that, I'm also a meditator. Like that was one of the things that, you know, I felt was uh, important or a spirit felt it was important for me to help help with my mind, right? Because I have clearly I have low down funky thinking at times enough that I would want to continue to use drugs all the time uh, there. So through my practice of meditation, and like I said, I don't meditate. I mean, I've meditated or sat for spirit, you know what I mean? Or sit in the power in that way. But I also meditate just to meditate, you know, and, and find a, the deeper space of me. And through that, I've seen my own inner demon. And that was really scary, you know, but I knew in the meditation, like I heard your shadows here, you could accept it or not. And then I actually seen that inner demon and it really wanted to take me down. And so I know where like Carl Jung talks about the shadow, you know, the side of us that in every man or woman that there's a part of us that doesn't want us here, you know, and, you know, through that experience, now I know that when I think of an attachment or someone tries to say that to me, it, I know it's a side of my own self and that that's my, my shadow. You know, that's that other part of that fragment of that piece of my soul 
uh, there that potentially I need to go and look at and work on, really, because it's coming out in some way, way or another. Right. We all have that shadow work, right? That yeah. all that that stuff. Yeah, I do. I agree. So if anyone's listening that is an inspiring healer, developing medium psychic, what would you say, what would be some things that helped you kind of move into the path? Because I obviously I'm a big... Um, I'll always be developing, I feel like. And that that's the other thing too that I think is really strange. I really thought for so long, well, a few things, you know, that for so long that you were born into this, you could not develop it even a little bit or more. Like it was just what it is. And so when I started realizing there was actually like development classes and things you can enhance, I'm going to say, take the tools and enhance it. So it's like you have the basis of it and you have all the sensitivity. I agree with you. There's the healers, Reiki, there's some kind of sensitivity, something in your life that brought you there. But to develop it, I didn't even know that was a thing. I, I just thought you just, you know, people just said, oh, I see your grandma and her name is Jane. And she's, you know, it, it was like the movies to me. So when I started on the path of development, especially mediumship, so I was always doing, you know, intuition and psychic and angel work. And of course I've done tarot and all that. I didn't even know that existed. I thought you just knew what you knew. And so when I found you, which is so synchronistic, and we'll talk about synchronicities because I think that, you know, I found you through this and then I found that boom, boom, your class was filled. And then I put my credit card in, it was filled. And then I tried again. I was like, oh, it took it. Okay. It was, it, inst- it just amazed me and the way you taught because, and I know you had mentors too, but you teach from experience is there's a whole there's references and there's things that you can enhance on. Now, granted, you still have to take what you have. And I know we've talked about, because sometimes, and I've said it out to you, I said, after your class, I said, I'm the worst than ever because I'm trying to take all the information. But did you believe there was a development path or did you just think that you would do this? Like once you decided like, hey, this is what I'm doing, did you realize that there was development behind it? No, I didn't. You know, I, I get it's funny because it goes back. So let me just say this because this came up again when you were talking. I, I just want to give this analogy, you know, when we're talking about, about, you know, born sensitive and stuff like that. One of the things very early on, I, I feel like I, I, like Spirit showed me in that sense, like anyone can pick up a basketball and go and shoot a hoop. Right. So anyone can dive into mediumship classes, into psychic development um, there. And if not, the very least, they're still going to get out of it about learning intuition, knowing themselves better, potentially their soul, some of their stuff uh, there in that way. If it doesn't work out for them as a medium, you know, um, there it is very, I, I, I believe it's very hard. I do believe mediumship can be. Uh, very tough. So I believe that anyone can, you know, there's some people that uh, can pick up a, a, a pen and take a piece of paper and they're just, they could draw naturally, you know what I mean? And they're just amazing at it. And then there's some people that can take classes and can get to a higher level, but they might not get to that natural state. You know what I mean? That's like bringing it back to the basketball. Anyone can pick up a basketball um, there, but then, you know, even professional basketball players, they have a natural talent, right? I was just watching the last dance and it's on Netflix. With, I love with Michael, that. Yep. Yeah. With Michael Jordan. And the first episode they showed how, you know, in college, you know, when he played, it was like, he, he was great. He was still good. Don't get me wrong. But when he, he first came and then year after year with the bulls, he like did what he had to do. So that's the part of it. Like I'm saying, like he went to the gym, he constantly practiced and practiced and practiced. 
So I think that, you know, there is that part of that development that kind of brings you to a, a greater space or a better medium, you know what I mean, to be a voice, uh, a better voice for the spirit world uh, there. But in the beginning for me, the, the first woman that I worked with, she never once said to me, I really was like, well, when are they, when am I, eventually one time I was like, well, when am I going to see them? You know, like <laughs> I thought I had this thing that they were going to just show up in front of me. You know, and I would see they're wearing a police uniform and their badge and potentially point to their badge number and their name. on. You know, like I had this weird concept. And the funny thing is the woman never told me that that wasn't going to happen uh, there. And uh, hence, we kind of went our separate ways uh, there after a few months. But she did teach me, you know, energy and how to feel energy and stuff like that. So, but I had, so, so it, you know, but then what happened for me was, uh, at some point, someone, I think someone in my family, she, her nephew, like my mom's cousin or something, uh, her nephew was one of the film guys for crossing over with John Edward. And she, he gave her a, co- a copy of his newer book or one of his books. And she mailed that to me. You know, she heard through the family that, uh, you know, I was on this weird path and she mailed it to me. And so here comes a John Edward book through the mail. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm supposed to read this, you know? And I started to read it. And it was interesting because again, you know, John Edward talks a lot about, you know, it was, there was a development process. And so I started getting answers. It was like, okay, I had these answers. This first woman that was one of my teachers, she never told me that that wasn't going to happen. But when I read, when I, you know, all of a sudden this book showed up in the mail, I started reading it and he's talking about, it was a development process, how he sat, he meditated, he, he meditated with his guides. He learned, you know, to work with that. He read all, you know, um, back then when John was clearly developing and, you know, X amount of, you know, what was that 30 years ago, probably or 35 years ago, I think he started at 15 or 16. He said, you know, again, there was no new age section of a bookstore. And so it was like esoteric or whatever it was. And so he would go and read those books. But that's what was like, oh, hold on. There is a development process. And John Edward wasn't born John Edward. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't born just this all knowing he sees everything. You know, there was a process. And, you know, even with him, and it was funny because around that same time, I had learned tarot cards, tarot, uh, I call them tarot, uh, the tarot cards. And interesting enough, I was, I was, you know, starting to do readings with tarot cards, you know, and I didn't know that like, that's how he started. Or even John Holland, I believe too, uh, they both were tarot card readers and the dead started showing up. And that's really what started happening. You know, to me, I would start to do psychic readings and then the dead would show up. But yeah, there, you know, it's, it's like anything else. It's, it's just, it's like anything else. If I go to the gym today, I shouldn't expect to be uh on a cover of muscle fitness uh you know in two weeks but maybe with the right right diet or a trainer or a coach and maybe two years of lifting every day and blood sweat then maybe i shall get there you know you know what i mean and be on there so you know i look at it like that it's like well if i'm if i'm uh, 40 pounds overweight and i go to the gym tomorrow i go get on the treadmill one day i'm not gonna lose 40 pounds i still gotta work at that you know what I mean? And not only do I have to do the exercise, I'm going to have to change my diet too. So it, it really became like a, a big lifestyle change. I'm not saying you have to change your diet for not mediumship. Um, I'm saying there's parts of life that you, you start to change, you know what I mean? As, as you start to develop more and more, because also too, I, I believe that your sensitivity increases. You're, you were, yes, you were sensitive when you started, like what we were talking about, but over the years, for me, I know I've watched my sensitivity become more and more and more. And it's like weird. You know what I mean? It's like, wait, why am I getting so sensitive? 
uh, there in that way. So yeah, there's a huge development curve or a development path um, there. And it's funny, I was just saying this the other day, there's, uh, I, I posted this thing a, a while ago in one of the groups and I feel like I need to repost it, but there was a guy, I don't know this kid's name, it's like in Japan or Taiwan or something. And he does these really cool kind of uh, inspirational, spiritual, like little clips, you know, online. And he did one about the Chinese bamboo. And the Chinese bamboo, you have to plant a seed, right? You have to plant the seed. And for five years, it never breaks ground. And you have to water it, though, every day. You have to tend to it every day. In the fifth year, if, when it finally breaks through, it grows like, don't quote me on this, but it, grow, it grows like 60 feet in six weeks uh, there. But for those first five years, you see nothing. You know what I mean? You see nothing happening. And that was me. So, you know, to you answer your question, too, of, you know, the people that are just starting out or do you have any words, you know, that was me because I, I felt like nothing, even though I was, you know, going to a, a development class or I was doing practicing and I would leave there and be like, oh my God, what am I doing? I'd call my wife and uh, there she'd be home sitting and uh, we, I think she was probably pregnant with our first child and she'd be sitting there cozy by the fire, eating her ice cream, watching TV uh, there. And I'm, I was working a regular job and here I'd go right from my job to this class and I'm, I'm calling her at 9.15, driving home. And, oh, how was that? I was like, oh my God, I suck. What do I, what do I do? <laughs> I should just be home on the couch with you. Um, there. So, you know, there is that, you know, it's a development process and, you know, don't give up because you, it, it does take, you, you may not see anything happening in your work for, for some time, you know, but eventually it just, it just clicks. You know, people ask me sometimes or people that have seen me work, ask me about like my speed or how do I get things so fast? And, you know, that's what brings me back to that, the Chinese bamboo. Cause I remember, I remember the, the dem that I did here in new jersey i was with a, a, a another medium colby rebel and we did a dem and it, that was the night that everything changed for me it was just weird it was nothing i did my speed picked up my accuracy was better and it's nothing i'm saying it was nothing i did that night but it was all the years prior of working at my ability yep. and developing and sitting and practice reading and meditating and whatever I had to do, you know what I mean? To, to get there. And I'm, and I'm a firm believer, as you say too, as well as I'm never, you know, we're never really fully developed. I'm always developing. That's what I enjoy so much when I say, you know, like what you said about teaching by experience is I feel like the spirit world is always teaching, you know, Oh, to this day, I, see, I recognize patterns. I see, Oh, Oh, wow. Okay. You know what I mean? And I see like what spirit's trying to teach me, uh, there in that way. So, and I think they're like your greatest teacher really. So you could, you know, you can go and you could sit through lectures and classes, but ultimately also too, you have to be practicing it. And doing it. I agree. I love that Chinese bamboo story. Yeah. You know, everything, anything spiritual brings us back to practice. So there's a yoga practice, there's a meditation practice, there's a, you know, so, and, and I get that a lot too, because I teach Reiki. And so they'll go through Reiki and they'll say, well, I don't feel anything. I said, well, think of yourself as an instrument. You're, you're learning to feel energy, but the more you do it, the more you run your own energy, self Reiki, the, may, the more that you give Reiki, the more you're fine tuning that instrument. So you, I know and trust that the Reiki runs within you and you have that energy, but now you have to fine tune it. Same thing, like you said, same thing about going to the gym and, you know, or intuition or psychic or all of these things are practices. I think we all want, or most people want, I want it to happen right away. You know, we, we want everything to be, but 
but I completely agree with you. I, I can look back on my life and spirit has put me in different directions and, and it just, you just keep listening to spirit and keep honoring spirit. And, you know, there's detours, there's detours and things change and things shift in your life. And I think people show up, you know, you just keep trusting that people show up and things show up and places show up when you need to, where spirit's going to take you. And so, you know, I mean, we wouldn't be speaking today if I didn't listen to that, right? Call it my inner guide, call it spirit. But whatever got me to go on that YouTube channel, I think I was listening to Tony Stockwell. Then I found you. Then I found the International Facebook group. Then I found... Right. And so now I have a whole bunch of people and, and different, different things. And, and that's, that's the, that's the beauty of it. That's a, that, that's the excitement I think of it, of staying with the practice. So, yeah. yeah. You know, it's, you know, let me just, t- I just want to touch on that too, for anyone that's potentially new or newer on the journey in some way, like you said, detours, like I, there's so many times that I wanted to quit. You know, there's so many times that, I mean, by the fine, I remember, I remember, uh, it was right around, it was about holiday time. I was still, I, I worked for my father. My father was an uh, old school uh, machine shop, tool and die, and I was his operations manager there. And we made parts for mechanical seals for oil pumps. And, uh, you know, I was, you know, doing this and I was actually doing, re- I was already starting readings, you know, and I was doing readings and I was still working there. And I remember it was right around the holiday time. I was out, I me and my wife lived in a condo and I was outside and I was talking to my older sister and she's like, Oh, how's it going? And I was like, no, nah, I don't think I want to do it anymore. And she was like, wait, what? You know, like, you know, it's like God speaks through others, you know? And she was like, wait, what? And the funny thing is, this is my oldest sister that at that time, she was not a big believer, you know, like she just supported me because I'm her younger, the baby brother and she was going to support me. But she was like, I don't know, I don't know what the hell this kid's doing um, there. And she was like, wait, what? You know, and I remember her, she was like, you have an ability to help change people's life and you're not, you're not actively pursuing that. And I was like, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, wait, what? This is from my sister that's like skeptical uh, there. And I was like, oh, you know, so again, it's like so many times I tried to get off the train you know, I tried to, you know, get off the synchronicity of, of the universe uh, there and I would look up and talk and I thought I would go back and serve as a life coach. You know, I went to life coaching school. I was like, forget mediumship. Um, there. I'm going to go to life coaching school and, and serve in, in that capacity and to help people uh, with their life because of m- my own life experience. And, you know, it, it's funny, like as I was in sc- this life coaching school for a year, you know, the money that I was paying for it, because I was paying on like a, a monthly plan, whatever dried up you know and i was like i remember going outside to a, i lived by this uh, reservation um there in new jersey and i remember taking my dog out one night and i remember just stopping and i looked up at the stars and i started to talk to god out loud if anyone was around me they would thought i was crazy and you know i was like i'm trying to better my life i'm sober i'm trying to serve you i've you know i'm in life coaching like how is this money like how am i not being able to be able to pay this right now like this is crazy to me and sure enough, like I, I went home, you know, I, I got back home, walked back home, me and my dog, and I felt drawn to go and listen to this, which is funny. This is a Christian pastor. I will, I can get a message from any, it's like, again, it doesn't matter to me, the dogma. I could hear the message without the dogma of it. This Christian pastor that someone gave me these CDs, I put it in and it was like, it was like God was speaking right back to me. Like, don't you under, like, there's a part of this thing, like, don't you understand when, when I'm ready, I could do whatever I want. You know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll move you in life. And I was like, what the heck? You know? And it was like the, I left the life coaching school. I was like, I guess this is the way, you know what I mean? And, and sure enough here, 
like maybe a week or two later, someone calls me out of the blue that doesn't know me at a spiritual magazine at the time. And the next thing I know, I'm, I'm bringing through this guy's brother that died in a tragic boat accident, but he was on the boat. And it was like, how it was just weird. And I was like, all right, I get it. I get it. I'll get back. I'll, I'll start the development again, you know? And so again, there's just so like people, I, I always say like when students or sometimes when people have seen me work and, uh, when they hear me about how many times I, you know, that I want to quit, you know, like, I don't know. I tell my wife once every two months, probably I don't want to do this anymore. Now she just rolls her eyes at me. <laughs> eh, sure. What else do you want? She gets smart now. Oh, what else do you want to do? And I'm like, oh, God, I don't know, you know? And so, but it, it, it will come, it will come. If it hasn't come yet in your development or in that process, it will come. You got to, you got to work through it. You got to push through it. I love that. I love that. So I want to kind of go in a little bit of a different direction, kind of the same direction, but so you are doing what you're doing now. Uh, you love, I, I, it seems like you love teaching. You have, you, I love being in your classes, a lot of students. So teaching and do mediumship readings, but what is the, is there like a new passion or what, what is your message? Like what, what else would you want to share with the world? Like, do you feel guided to, because we've talked about this little off record, but, but what, what is your neck? What is some maybe next steps or things that you're thinking about, or maybe that spirit is talking through you that you feel like you're being guided to share? Yeah. I think as you know, my one passion, right, is uh, to be able to start a nonprofit. And through that, through uh, my mediumship events and uh, fundraising in whatever way that is, or, you know, through the gallery, again, because we're in COVID right now, so it's a little different. Like, I can't go out and do, you know, live events, really. I know we can do Zoom, but I'm not a huge fan of it. But when those things come back, uh, maybe uh, part of the ticket sales or whatever the case may be to raise funds and start a nonprofit for people that have an addiction, you know, that they have addiction issues with drugs or alcohol. I mean, there's so many addictions, but this one right now to start with drugs or alcohol to help raise funds to help someone get to rehab or to pay for rehab. There was many times in my life I you know, up to that certain age there, I was able to be on my parents, you know, insurance. But then eventually when I became of age and I was still struggling, I didn't have that. And so, you know, I was turned down from a rehab one time all the way down in South Jersey. Someone drove me all the way down there and they did my intake and the, uh, they, they sent me away. They said, uh, you know, my insurance, I did have insurance at that time and the insurance didn't accept me. I wasn't bad enough. That's what they said, you know, uh, there. And I even lied. I even lied with some of the, I, I lied that was, you know, addicted to some other drugs that were more physically uh, um, uh, addicting, you know, cocaine and stuff like that. And they still turned me away. They, I, I drove home, like literally the person drove me back home. And, and thank God this other program that I've been into actually heard about that and they took me or someone called them and they took me, but I still was turned away, you know, and, and if I didn't know better, I, you know, I could have been dead or, or whatever else. But I think that right now in, in our country, we have such a major issue with health insurance. A lot of people potentially don't have it, you know, and people can't pay for rehabs. People can't pay for treatment um, there. And uh, it would be m my passion to be able to raise funds to send people to, not to send people, people that want treatment, but cannot want to get help, but they don't have the financial means or the insurance to get it. 
to help them start on their first path, uh, to, to get their foot in the door, to be able to pay for a 14-day treatment, 21-day treatment, whatever the case may be, whatever that, that rehab or whoever's uh, treatment center um, is, suggests for them. You have to be able to really fund that uh, there for them and raise funds that. And, and you know what, again, see that I see things in a different way. That to me is the work of spirit. You know, I get, I get really emotional when I start to talk about that. I think that, like, it's not just talking to the dead. You know, it's right. being the representation of the spirit world and being able to, because, yes, listen, don't get me wrong. There's no other greater feeling for a parent, uh, a medium that could provide evidence of uh, uh a child that they lost, uh, uh, the husband, the father, whoever that they've lost, you know, um, there, and, and it's wonderful. But then also, I, I believe that is taking that and also doing even better with it for humanity. That to me is the real work of spirit um, there, you know, in that way. So that would be, that's my next passion project um, there. I'm hoping uh, with COVID, uh, we're, we're able to go back. Again, I'm not a big Zoom gallery person. I just, find it impersonal i'll do you know readings on zoom one-on-one but you know the big whole gallery thing it just i don't know uh i'm looking forward to get back in person uh and there and hopefully uh, i'll be able to start like a 501 or, or something of that nature i love that so it's just listening to i love that because it's you're serving spirit in that in so many ways and that's a that's a way that is so dear to your heart i can hear i can see you i know not everyone will see you on the audio but you got very, I could feel your heart, you know, the energy, yeah. I can feel it and in and, and your throat center. And it's, it's, it's beautiful just to continue to listen to spirit. And it's not always easy, but um, I know it will be a wonderful thing. So, and, and I have to believe that we will be coming back to live. I, I miss live events yeah. also. Um, I know we've embraced Zoom, but I think it'll be really nice to come back to, to live. And in that, to also say that, what I've noticed, especially with COVID, unfortunately, is that the mental illness and uh, the drug addiction, alcohol, so forth, has really been challenging. So we need to hope for the best and, and we need people like you to to really help the people that want it. I agree with yeah. that too. So you have to be a part of your care and part of your part of your help. But so big stuff, but really exciting stuff. So yeah. To look forward to. So before we close, and I know we've talked a lot about this kind of in a different way, but I I always like to say, I always end with like an intuitive moment, right? And you probably had so many intuitive moments, but is there something that you can think about? It could be far off in your past or something recent that you listen to your intuition, to your, to whatever you call your spirit, you know, you can say God, you can say your inner compass, something recently that you listen to, um, that you want to share? Oh, that's a really good one. <laughs> so let me just make sure I'm, I'm getting this correctly. So like uh, an intuitive hit for my own life that I yes. listen to. Yes. Um, yes. For your own life. Mm-hmm. Oh God. You know, it's always so interesting to me because I'll be honest with you. People always ask me about their life, you know, and it's like, I'm always constantly giving that or, and it's not even just, you know, for readings, like my wife sometimes like, well, what's your feeling? Wait, let me, let me just ask you this. My brother's got to go, or, you know, one of the kids has to go here, you know, what's your thing? And I'm always like trying to give her like what, what my intuition is about it or, uh, there. So for myself though, 
I don't know. Uh, I, I, uh, let me think about that for a second here. Oh, I can tell you. Very simple. This is a simple one. Uh, leaving, we, we were away in vacation a couple weeks ago. We went down to the shore for the week uh, there with my family. And right before leaving, I was at uh, Mavis Discount Tire there to get um, my brakes done, right? To get the brakes on the, the truck done. And when I was there, I kept feeling that for some reason that my air conditioning was something was going to happen to my air conditioning. And I asked the guy, I asked the guy, I said, you know, and he's like, oh, does it, does it get colder when you start driving faster, when you start moving? I said, well, yeah. And, it, and he's like, well, it, that's the heat. It's just too, it was like one of those 90 degree days here. You know, he's like, it's just the heat, it's too hot. It's just whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. And I really felt like I should have asked him, well, maybe could you just check it? You know? And I did. <laughs> and so we left and sure enough, about, uh, I guess about a week later, we were down the shore and we're getting in the car one day, we were in Wildwood and we get in the car to go to this water park and the air is dead. Dead. Thank and you're God like, I we knew. Were, yeah, it was like thank God we were right down. Like we just had, you know, in the condo, we just had to drive a couple of blocks to the parking lot. But then we, were, I was like, oh no. So now I'm calling. You know, we're at the water park, and I'm like looking up places. Well, who's going to service my truck here? Uh, there, and thank God I went and got one of those Freon cans. I put it in. It wasn't an issue. It was an issue, but there, I just had to add the stuff in, and it worked on there. But it was like this simple. And I said to my wife, I go. I got to listen to myself more. I, I, <laughs> I said to the guy, I asked him, and I should have just said, could you guys just hook it up and check it when the car's here? And I didn't, you know what I mean? But I felt the intuition about the AC not working. Yeah, I love that. You know, when I teach intuition, I always say, um, you know, intuition is the things for ourselves and we can feel them like you're a feeler. Like you said, I, you, you use the term, like I felt that. Some people know it, some people feel it, some people see it, some people hear it, whatever. But more psychic is like for other people, right? Like I feel like the intuition is for ourselves, but we just like forget, you know, and then you can go, I, I felt that something was going to happen to the AC. I should have said something. So I love that. That's great. Yeah. Those are, and that's exactly how it is. So I know people that are listening, you know, it's this whole thing, like, how do I develop my intuition? I'm like, you just got to record it. You got to remind it. And in the failures of it too, because my big thing is, especially with intuition, in the things that don't go your way, that you didn't listen, that's the experience that you have to remember. And I, I, I have all my students, they kind of walk around with an intuitive hits journal, I call it. So they write down everything because I think recording it's in, in, important, but I love that. So I'm glad you yeah. fixed your AC. But yeah. <laughs> It's funny. I did fix it down there. Thank God it was like a temporary fix. When I did get home, I did have to take her to a place because it started getting weird again. And there was nothing wrong. The guy, they called me, I dropped off the car and they called me back like two hours later, like it's ready. I'm like, what? How'd you fix it? It's like, um, there's no leak? And they're like, no, you just needed the proper you had air in your system. We had to pull it out and proper Freon, you know, recharge. I was like, oh, okay. Um, there. So yeah. Very cool. So before we close, where where can people find you? Where can um, people definitely, hang out definitely, with you? Yeah, definitely my website. Uh, you know what? I, I say that, but I never update my website so much. But anthonymoraca.com is my website. Uh, on Facebook, Anthony, I think it's Psychic Medium, Anthony Maraca. Instagram's Anthony Maraca. Uh, if you're a developing medium, I have that uh, international mediumship development uh, group on Facebook. They could always join, and uh, there's you know stuff in there that uh, happens. So those are really my main places. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for being here, and I know the community is going to have uh, very enjoyable listening. So I appreciate it. Thank you, and yes. thank you for being my mentor too, because I love learning from you. Yeah, thank you so much. Okay. I'm super excited that you asked me to do this. <laughs> <laughs>